This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for more than 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. So this is the first episode of uh, our Practicing XP podcast. And today we're going to talk about why your stand-ups might be broken and what could you do about it. So one of the reasons why stand-ups... Um, seem broken are uh, that they sometimes just take too long. What do you think, Jara? Yeah, um, so stand-ups fundamentally are supposed to be quick meetings where where everyone stand-ups primarily because the intent is to, to have the meeting very quickly. If, if, you're, uh, if you're standing up, then if everyone in the team is standing up, then the idea is that you wouldn't do that for more than 10 or 15 minutes. But then I've seen teams that that have stand-ups and I've been in some of those teams myself uh, where the stand-ups takes 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, you've experienced that as mm-hmm. well, Lakshay, right? Yep, yep. I've uh, I've seen 45 minutes long stand-ups, uh, which are not stand-ups anymore. Uh, the teams get bored. Uh, most of the people in the in the room don't really get anything out of it. And it's just a discussion between a couple of people. And so there are a few reasons why this might be happening. Uh, one of the reasons is just that the team is too big. Uh, we've seen teams that have grown. The ideal team size in Agile uh, is is said to be around eight to fifteen, twenty people max. Uh, if it goes beyond twenty, uh, you need to split the teams. Just like you need to split a story if it's if it's going beyond a certain number of story points, uh, you also uh, tend to split the team if it's going beyond a certain number. Uh, but there are teams with twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty people. And I've seen people actually run stand-ups with 50 people uh, standing together and giving an update. And it's just, uh, it's almost inconceivable that all the updates make sense to all of the 50 people. Uh, So uh, there are ways in which you can split the team or do a different way uh, of of stand-up to make sure that everybody gets value out of of this big, uh, uh, out of the stand-up meeting. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you have a big team, stand-ups is just one of your problems. You have several other problems, like you say, Akshay, it's very hard for everyone to really, truly understand what the whole team's working towards. You don't quite know what others are doing, and honestly, you don't need to. And and that's why uh, splitting large teams into smaller teams is, is quite crucial. Into smaller teams that can be independent, that can be fully uh, self-reliant, they have all the roles within them and so on and have a clear goal and then those teams can can then have their own stand-ups they can organize themselves uh, self-organize themselves in whatever suits uh, them well so that's that's quite important uh, now even when the teams are uh, you know the, the right size 10 or 12 people I've seen stand-ups grow to be too too long and uh, it happens because of uh, two, two primary issues um, uh, Jason Yip talks about uh, some of these issues. He actually has a fantastic articles on on standups uh, called uh, "It's Not Just Just About Standing Up." It's on martinfowler.com. Uh, and so, in that article, he he coins a couple of nice words to describe the two problems that I'm referring to. One is called storytelling. The other is problem solving. Um, so you can guess storytelling is 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 about uh, when somebody starts to narrate in a lot of detail what they did yesterday or what problem they are facing uh, they were facing yesterday 
and, and describe it in such a detail that uh, that it could put everyone else to sleep because they can't connect with it. One of the reasons why I've also seen this happen is that people take uh, stand-up as a way to show how much work they've done. So even if it's not relevant to the project or even if they've been doing something something else or got stuck somewhere else, uh, they would describe that in excruciating detail to just justify the fact that they spent the entire day no, doing doing a small thing or not contributing enough to the project, uh, and which is a, which is very fair because uh, in some organizations people work on multiple projects and and there are real situations why you weren't able to contribute to a project on a certain day, but if you feel the need to sort of justify all of that to your project manager and if you're using stand up as uh, as the meeting to do that, then yeah. you tend to describe your day uh, in in a lot of detail, which is not really the point of the stand up and not relevant to the team. Yeah. So there's something else at play, right? That the purpose of stand-up itself is misunderstood uh, instead of a meeting that, that gets the team together to, uh, to, to come together and, and focus on what is important for today and how can we help each other. Uh, maybe, maybe your team is interpreting or some people in your team are interpreting this as a meeting where you can, where you can judge uh, how much others have done or where you feel like you have to justify you know that that you've earned your day's uh, salary so to say and that that's not the intent that's you know there are better ways to do that the other uh, issue is uh, is problem solving so you know when when people um, take the stand up time to be the time where where they have to solve problems um, and so let's say I, I share an update saying I, I got stuck at this yesterday and I or I got confused about this and I need some help. Uh, ideally, you, one should stop there, you know, and the next step after that is one or two people saying, okay, I think I might be able to help you and, and I'll pair with you today on this and, and then you move on to the next topic in the stand-up. But, uh, but the anti-pattern is where someone says, okay, what is the problem? Yeah, uh, okay, must be this, must be that. Did you try this? Did you try that? I'm sure this will solve it. Uh, so you start and then multiple people jump in and somebody would say, I don't, I disagree, etc. And and then, you know, what suddenly the meeting transforms from a stand-up to, I don't know, to a huddle, to a dev huddle or to a problem-solving meeting. And and it's important to have those meetings, but not uh, mix it up with your stand-up. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's a very important job of uh, someone uh, raising the flag and and saying, hey, you know what? Let's take this offline, um, and and have a separate meeting about this instead of taking the stand time for such a discussion. Uh, it's a good sign. People are uh, people are excited. They're interested in solving the problem. Uh, so all good things. But you need to take it offline and solve it as part of another meeting. Uh, just quickly coming back to the storytelling topic. Uh, one of the ways in which I've seen people solve that problem is to stick to the three questions format of the standard. Uh, so there's a very popular format. Uh, some teams use it. Uh, uh, some teams use it a lot. Uh, and you basically ask yourself three questions uh, or try to answer three questions in standard. One is what you did yesterday. Uh, one is what you did. What you're going to do today, and any blockers that you're facing. Uh, and and it's usually in describing yesterday that uh, that the storytelling sort of starts. Uh, and, there needs to be some amount of education and some amount of just facilitation during the stand-up to make sure that uh, people don't get into that storytelling mode. Yeah, so one, one tip I have about that first question is just modify it a little bit to say what did you finish yesterday? 
instead of what did you do yesterday because then you can talk about concrete stuff that you got done and if you if stuff didn't get done then then i assume that you would share that as what i'm going to do today or what help do i need today so that that was issue issue one that stand up meetings take too long i've actually seen some teams uh, take this uh, take this really seriously uh, take their standard times and and you know constant improvement in standard times quite seriously and uh, and i've seen teams that would time like you know have have a timer started at the beginning of the stand up in a way such that it's visible to everyone and then and then at the end of it time it and then over a week chart it out and and see you know if see if they are seeing positive trends or negative trends in in their stand up times so that's may, that may be worth trying if you are having that problem if you are looking to improve it might be useful to measure it in some way and make it visible uh okay so the other uh, other issue akshay um is actually by the way before i move to the other issue you were talking about taking it offline and that just reminds me that uh, let's take it offline almost becomes like a, uh like like a common slogan in uh, you know in in teams that that are focused on doing their standards well there will be lots of topics that are worth discussing but then somebody needs to be uh, conscious enough to say let's take it offline uh and and i've uh, you know so which is which is great which keeps the time stand up time uh, low but i've seen another issue crop up sometimes that a lot of people have said let's take this offline and that offline but then nobody really takes the effort to to remember whatever the things that were taking off taken yeah. offline yeah. and and you know what what does the team need to talk about because they are important things to talk about you're just trying to optimize uh, everyone's time together and and keep that low so what i've seen people do is uh, a few things one somebody a couple of people take notes uh, quick notes uh while they are standing up whenever someone says take it offline somebody writes down what is it that we want to discuss later and uh, uh so it could either be just notes on index cards or or your own notebooks and i've also seen people maintain a wall of of that sort of stuff too. so you write it down on a sticky and then put it up on a wall as uh, as the as the discussions that were parked and so quickly after the stand up a few people get together uh, relevant people get together and talk about it so so the next one um in in our list was uh, people not being on time uh, for the stand up uh, how many how many peop- how many times have you seen people walk in 2 minutes later 5 minutes later 7 minutes later into the stand up so and and you know do that consistently uh, and you know honestly it's it's a problem that i've never really been able to completely solve on on any of our projects but uh, but it might be worth discussing some of the ways that 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 we've tried to improve it the improvements kick in yeah. uh, uh, but but it is it is one of the hardest problems i feel yeah uh, yeah and there are a couple of uh, ways that i've seen uh, it it works for some teams it doesn't work for every team so you know you have to sort of tackle it case by case basis but i think the first thing to do is to is to figure out a time that is convenient to everyone uh in agile we always talk about people over process and uh, one of the anti patterns that i've seen is that someone uh, someone the project manager or or uh, someone in the managerial position uh, would set up a stand up time and expect everyone to be there uh, regardless of whether it's truly convenient for them or not 
remember that it's important for the entire team to be in the stand-up more than the stand-up happening at a certain time. So, uh, so if it's really not convenient for a few people, then think about changing the stand-up time, uh, and and don't be uh, don't be dogmatic about uh, having a stand-up at a particular time, uh, especially at the beginning of the day. Uh, that's another that's another sort of way in which teams think of stand-ups, and it's a good way to think about it that stand-ups are the beginning of the day. Uh, but in some teams, especially if you're working offshore and if people are working late in the night. Uh, it's going to be difficult for uh, for everyone to get together in the morning, and uh, there's no need for the stand-up to be the first thing that you do in the in in the beginning of the day. So it doesn't need to be the start of your uh, your working day. You could do a stand-up in the middle of the day, after lunch, in the evening, uh, just before you talk to the on-site team. Uh, so there there are various ways in which you can change that stand-up timing and uh, get away from that thinking that. Unless you do a stand-up, you can't really start working. People get into that mode really fast, and uh, that is sometimes uh, detrimental to the team. Uh, the uh, the other thing that uh, that I've seen teams try quite a lot of teams try actually is uh, is set up uh, things that would motivate you to be on time, like uh, like set up an ice cream meter, where if you are late uh, to the stand-up, let's say three times or five times, uh, then uh, then you have to treat the entire team, uh, you know, with an ice cream or coffee or whatever. Uh, I've seen limited success with that. It's it sounds like a good idea and it sounds like a fun thing to to do with with the whole team, but I've seen limited success with it. Uh, primarily because I feel um, it uh, it sort of removes the burden of so so you you want to really send the message to to everybody in the team. That it's important for you to be on, on time for stand up and attend the stand up, because it's really valuable for you and and because your presence can be valuable for the rest of the team, uh, because you'd be able to help others solve problems and and so on and build that, that shared context. So you really want to motivate people to attend the stand ups because they find it valuable and and sometimes I think uh, measures like uh, like the like the ice cream meter could probably shift that to to say okay you know i can be late for stand up three times and and that means an expense of uh, let's say 500 rupees okay so so if i'm if i'm running late maybe i can do that math uh, sometimes to say okay you know, okay am i willing to spend 200 rupees for being late one more time i don't know i mean maybe i'm being too too uh, pessimistic about people when i when i say this but I, I think some of that could be going on with people and that's why um, at least i feel ice cream meters have limited success yeah i i have seen that as well i i do feel that there is usually something else at play as well uh, when ice cream meters are not successful like if people can actually buy their time out of a stand up it means that they have something else to do which is more important than the stand up yeah. They genuinely believe that there is there's more value in them being somewhere else than in the stand-up. And it could either mean that they have personal commitments or or that the stand-up is not valuable. Uh, and, and so something else is definitely going wrong if people are sort of making that decision. But there is absolutely that that issue uh, that sometimes ice cream meters don't work. Yeah. Which sort of takes us to the next topic uh, uh, about just making sure that the stand-ups are actually valuable to the entire team. Uh, we talked about the big big team stand-ups uh, in, uh, earlier in the podcast about, uh, and the fact that 
if you're running a stand-up with a really huge team, if people are start telling stories, the other people are going to switch off at some point. Uh, it is it is going to be very difficult for for a big team, especially, to maintain focus beyond ten minutes. And uh, if you're not sharing only the valuable updates uh, in the stand-up, then people are going to lose interest. So uh, so it's vital for projects to make sure that the stand-ups are effective throughout the project and this changes uh, even within the project at the beginning of the project some topics might be really interesting and, and the team wants to listen to those topics uh, but uh, in the middle of the project that changes at the end of the project that that changes and so you have to sort of constantly keep checking if you're if you're doing your stand-ups correctly and if they are valuable to the entire team uh, so that's another reason why people might not be on time because they really don't find it valuable. Yeah. I mean, at, at some level, I feel uh, that people not being on time for stand-ups is probably a sign that you will, you, you're most likely having other issues, other anti-patterns that we're talking about. So um, mo- most likely you can't really solve that problem. You have to solve all other problems that, that might be going on and then that problem should solve itself out. Yeah. Uh, so another another issue uh, and which you alluded to a little bit uh, Akshay earlier is that stand up sometimes become uh, feel like it's a status update to to the project manager it's like a reporting mechanism to the project manager that hey mr manager i did my job yesterday uh, i'm a good contributor to to the to the project yeah. and, you know and and so on uh, and that's uh, that can be quite uh, quite bad for for an agile team for an XP team that's trying to self organize themselves. It could actually be very bad for the project manager if if you're looking to be a project manager who who can who can be a true leader and you know help uh, help everyone take ownership of uh, of issues and you know uh, figure out how to solve their problems themselves and so be a be a uh, be a facilitator then uh, uh, then this uh, you know setting into a pattern like that can can then uh, make it difficult for you to really operate in any other way than in the typical command control uh, mechanism um, so there are there are some ways to fix it i think the onus for fixing this should lie and and does lie with the project manager and not and this is not only the project manager it could be other leads on the project it could be like the most senior BA, it could be like the most senior technical person, the tech lead on the team, to you know uh, around whom such a such an anti pattern is is being formed. So it's about those uh, those people who are looked at as leaders in the team. Uh, it's on them that the onus lies to to solve this problem. Mostly, I feel. Yeah, uh, some of you might also have uh, dedicated people who run the standups. So sometimes. In a team, someone usually sort of assumes that responsibility. Uh, you might have a scrum master if you're following scrum. And, and so this person might be running your stand-ups. And this facilitator role is important for all the things that we've talked about. Uh, someone needs to, needs to sort of facilitate stand-ups. So uh, tell people to, to take a topic offline if it's going tangential. Make a list of things to discuss afterwards. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's good to have someone sort of keeping an eye on it, uh, someone also timing the stand-up maybe. Uh, and so it's good to have this facilitator role. What ends up happening is people then uh, start paying attention to the facilitator and start talking to the facilitator instead of talking to the team. Uh, and so uh, so that's one of the, uh, that's, that's one of the anti-patterns that Chirag was just talking about. 
so it might not just be to the project manager but sometimes even if someone is facilitating the stand up uh, people tend to give the update to the facilitator instead of the team and so one of the ways to get around that is to rotate the facilitator uh, and and this facilitator needs to be uh, very cognizant of the fact that people don't start talking to him so uh, some things that they could do is sort of uh, uh, subtly break eye contact uh, with the with the person who's talking and give them a hint that they should be talking to the team instead of uh, talking to them uh if it's a really uh if it's a real problem with a lot of people in the team it's worth calling out and and sort of making it clear to to sort of say hey you know what you're not giving an update to me you're giving an update to the team so uh so, so that's what it is and it's not just a status update to the project manager yeah and just to be clear uh by rotating the facilitator uh actually you mean changing the facilitator every few days or every uh, every week or yeah. or something like that um, yeah so that uh, you don't set into because what happens in the stand up can then sort of translate into what happens on a day to day basis in the team as well you don't want the team to assume that there is one leader who's going to solve all of their issues always cool so um, so we've discussed three problems so far and stand up takes too long stand ups uh, uh, are are somehow not valuable for people and thus people don't turn up on time and uh, stand up meetings uh, becoming more like status update meetings to to project manager which is not fun uh, for either of the parties involved so we've talked about these three uh, we will we we have more uh, anti patterns and and then potential solutions that you can try out to talk about which we'll talk about in our next episode stay tuned thank you thank you